Hey guys, this is Travis and Kyle with Beyond My Bullet Vlog. So today, or not today, but yesterday was an interesting experience. We had a CAT event, which is a Korean adoptee event. At AK Connection. With AK Connection, Adopted Korean Connection. So today I want to cover taking meds while drinking alcohol. Though this is not recommended, I actually took my medications with alcohol. And I want to talk about it because I definitely regret it. I felt that though at the time when I did take my meds, things were fine, but as the day rolled on or the night rolled on, it was literally almost 1 a.m. in the morning and I had a very hard time driving, not because of the fact that um, I was drunk or anything, it was because I was overly tired from my medications. And that made it very difficult that sleep that night. And I just want to say it's, it's clearly not recommended. It's extremely difficult to stay awake and function when you try to take your medications, let alone drink that with alcohol. Now, it is actually against recommendation to take your medications with alcohol, but I've done it before. One time, I'd done it like two years ago. I met this girl really late at night. Once again, I took my medications and I was driving very late and I was once again very tired, not drunk at the time, but the experience was very, very horrible. Now, for someone that's bipolar like me, it's very, very difficult to want to stay up late because when I take my medications and you gotta take it routinely, I end up having a lot of issues because if I don't take it routinely on time later or earlier, my sleep gets really messed up and I don't sleep very well. I'm luckily that it didn't affect my mood too much today, but if I continue that route, I think I'd be overly tired, very unstable and very unhappy with my life because of the stress relating to lack of sleep and the fact that I've been drinking alcohol. What is your experience, Kyle? So this is probably the, the kind of the tricky thing about having the dual diagnosis because I know a lot of them are struggling with staying clean and, and sober so yeah you really shouldn't be drinking with meds I actually have meds honestly I felt okay but when I woke up and trying to go to bed I actually felt not that great I mean alcohol no matter where you put it it's a poison they say it actually permanently could damage your body but I just did it because we just do it once in a blue moon I don't want to do it often but I felt like I wanted to to have a little fun uh we met this guy who, who has a lot of respect for us so i felt like it was, i felt like i should go and hang out with him just a little bit because i mean he was really cool i mean he, he looked forward to meeting it us kind of sucks because we he's uncomfortable yesterday it kind of sucks he was actually trying to get us to meet girls but i was just so exhausted and tired i didn't really care to meet girls at the at that late of time i just wanted you, to fucking go to bed and sleep is there a reason why you took your meds why you just wait because I actually what that I wasn't actually expecting to go out and be late with him. I took my maps before he actually said to me that hey let's go out and oh, go have a you, few drinks. Where did you go? Uh, I took my meds around like nine. So how do you know it wasn't the meds that made you sleepy, not the the draw, the alcohol? And do you know if it permanently can wreck your bipolar mood if? if you do it just once in a blue I know alcohol alcohol is that depressant, so regardless, it's really not good for your mood if you're in a bipolar Isn't depression. it ironic that alcohol is a depressant, yet it makes kind of people feel good? Yeah, because I feel like that? it's kind of a relaxant, like it relaxes you. But there's some angry drunks, happy drunks, sad drunks. We're the, I'm the crybaby one. But anyway, yeah, like I said, I'm on Sertraline and I'm on 
then I take Trazodone at night. I did take it when I got home, but typically it's just alcohol in general. My whole body was sore. Uh, my dad calls it cotton mouth. I don't know if I had that, but I really, in order to get over that hangover feeling, I made sure. Did he know you drunk last night? Yeah, I was oh. out of it, man. Well, not totally out of it. I couldn't drive home. It was like like I'm dizzy. So he and knew stuff, I drove. So. Yeah, I remember oh. everything. No, he knew I drove. Oh, Dad, no. Mm. So he, did he think you were drunk or he didn't? He already knew we were doing shit like that. But anyway, what I was trying to say is even with alcohol for the younger folks that are watching this, and even though I think a lot of people already tried alcohol once in their lifetime, but anyway, you got to be prepared for the, the aches, the headaches, the dizziness, and in order way to uh, kind of stop that is eat something like bread to kind of soak the, the poison out of your system. I, I feel actually okay right now, but it probably took me like a good three, four hours to get over it even when I, and I tried to drink coffee too, but I, I still had that weird headache. And honestly, I don't know if I slept that well, Travis didn't sleep that well, so it definitely affects sleep. So just be careful, don't make it, don't make it a common thing. I don't know the exact reason why alcohol affects the intake of your medication how effective it is but I do know that the chemical imbalance that is added with alcohol which is a depressant and a medication which is an antidepressant or mood stabilizer or antipsychotic it can definitely affect your mood and generally speaking I don't think it's a good thing to be dealing with so Travis and I are uh, really big proponents of anti-smoking anti-drugs if possible we just like living the sober lifestyle but we do promote having prescription meds let alone i know some people end up going to the street stuff because they can't afford the more expensive meds which is unfortunate but even though something makes you feel good in one moment it doesn't mean it's gonna uh, help you in the long term so you got to think more farther ahead and in the end it really doesn't help you it's okay just doing it once in a blue moon i had a, a psychiatrist that got really mad at me i actually stopped because she's she asked me if i drink and she says and i said yeah and she says that's not cool but in the end i don't, I don't care I, I like to have fun sometimes i'm not i'm not a huge drinker i'm not a, i don't smoke at all i just do it like once in a blue moon because i used to hang around with this monk person that kind of drank a lot it was just kind of fun so I was just kind of trying to emulate that, so it was kind of fun. Again, it's not going to be a long-term thing. We met some people who we were more relaxed, but in the end, if you're on meds, be really careful about doing alcohol. I can't stress this enough. I don't have the exact experience when it comes to having an addiction like alcohol or drugs or bulimia or anorexia. I don't have those types of behavior like cutting, etc., etc. But I do know with addictions there is a choice that you gotta personally make and if you aren't ready and you aren't sick and tired of making that change you're gonna end up relapsing the reality is you end up just losing and i can't i you can't lose, you lose everything, i can't man. tell you to you quit i can't tell you to quit alcohol i can't tell you to quit drugs you got to do that on your own i can actually encourage you to want to quit i can tell you that hey it's better visual for your health we're gonna lose our friendship which ended up happening with my act because she continued to smoke and chain smoke. The reality and I lost a friend because of that. A really reality, good friend. The reality is you're going to lose everything. She was all. there at my worst and she was never there at my best, which kind of sucks because I want to prove to her that I'm actually a better person. And 
the mistakes I've done, I guess there is a mistake for forcing her to quit smoking, but in the end, that's not a and good choice. I could money, too. So if you invite finances, addictions, it's not a good thing. That's actually what wrecks marriages, relationships, is money. The dopamine fix, guys. Just avoid that if you can. I don't know. I don't want to preach to the crowds in the end. A person that really knows how to heal and help people are maybe possible ex-drug addicts. And the irony is I end up applying, speaking about drug addiction and mental health, even though I have no education mental health, I feel like I have a lot of experience due to my personal life and with my brother, I end up applying to this job that uh, helps uh, support rehabilitated people. I'm not sure if I'm qualified for it, but for some reason, I saw the second shift 311 and it said, you just gather their things, you bring them to the hostel, their appointments, uh, and you just talk to them and give them their coffee or whatever they need. I don't, I don't know, I, I, it reminded me of the stuff that I kind of do with, did with my brother and my dad but the thing i'm getting paid for it so it's something to think about so again we're really big supporters of staying away from the, the drugs if possible i think marijuana is okay in small doses but it can cause psychosis i know that so and in, in the end you don't know if it's laced with anything too so try to avoid the street stuff because it'll wreck your life you'll lose everything you love and in the end you can't just tell someone to get over a drug addiction. Uh, there's a psychiatrist guy, uh, I forgot his name. He's not Jordan Peterson, but he's another Canadian that claims that uh, drug addiction is a person that that hasn't been able to heal their inner child. So whatever trauma they're doing or they experienced, they weren't able to overcome it. So in the end, drug addiction is more of a symptom. It's not really a problem it ma it's a mask of the symptoms so i feel like people just generally want to feel good and if you can pain. if you can have a quit fix like drinking alcohol or doing drugs just to get that high it's great but after a while you're going to falter because you're going to get addicted to that high and you're going to need more of it and more of it until it just becomes a crash routine for you and I don't want to live that lifestyle. I never wanted to live that lifestyle, which is why I've never done drugs or alcohol, and you abused it. Abusing your body is something I don't want to do. I do not have the choice to want to harm myself. I do not have the choice that I want to commit suicide. I just experienced it, and yes, I want to feel better, but I found an option with medication. It has worked for me, and I've maintained a weight that is very possible of being the fittest that i ever been. The worst thing you can do is actually judge. So sometimes, as long as you have some distance to it and you have a, what do you call it, like boundaries. So Gabber Monte has a pretty compassionate viewpoint of drug addiction. Obviously he sees it as people that are just trying to escape pain and it's really, it's more of a symptom. It's not really, a, a, it's a problem, but and it's more of a symptom, but it's actually not the exact uh, root cause in the end. We don't want to make a judgmental uh, stance. Some people make mistakes, but just be careful making continuous making mistakes. Because in the end, you will end up losing it all. I've, I haven't I haven't been there, but I've seen it with my ex, and it was a horrible experience. Uh, is a lot of tears, a lot of loss, uh, a lot of pain, and in the end. You think about that high, boy, I don't know if that, all that low is really that worth it. You know, it's really terrible. Kind of like bipolar. It's really, it's, uh, really, it's really terrible to tell someone that they're weak or not strong because they can't handle addiction.
But the reality is they're vulnerable and they're vulnerable adults and that vulnerability is actually an open wound and they should actually be open and express that because when you're more open to uh, your life events or learn to accept them with radical acceptance, things can get easier if you think in the moment than dwell in your past or try I, to dredge your future. I do have a little bit of judgmental people of uh, people that sell but maybe I shouldn't because in the end, I've never been on the streets. Uh, we were listening to Ice-T and he got caught in that world of uh, stealing, crime, and he ended up going to the army and he still ended up doing that kind of shit, which is kind of ironic how successful and how much money he has now. But he says that people do that. He, he has a, he's, he, he, he's willing to help people, but he doesn't preach because in the end, people do that, those kind of things is to survive. People do that to survive and sometimes it brings people to the most uh, catastrophic and, and most intense kind of lifestyle but in the end once you find that peace of mind and I think it it'll, life will be a lot better sober than when you're on that fix of drugs always trying to get that fix of drugs where drugs matter more than anything else it's just it's not good to be alone so and that only antagonizes uh, the people's mental health issues and the best thing you can do for yourself is as dr k said he can't do it alone he's not superman he's human he's and human. because he's human he doesn't have superhuman powers Just bella human so because kyle's not human <laughs> see now let's talk about us what what do people think about our our are, are, are destructive or what do you call it self-defamatory yeah sense people of humor. some people, people are got mad and even someone on our YouTube channel and Facebook got mad saying that we have to stop calling us out because we're hot maybe the problem is our own mindset so in a way we got to challenge ourselves to not think that way because in the end it doesn't help anyone no one else no one in your mind it kind of sucks that, that we're really it's kind of sucks that we're really short because it kind of reduces our option to date people, and yeah, but we maybe height is a, is kind of a weakness for me. We have still two legs. We can still do whatever, though. So, in the end, it maybe well, it's still you, us it, making. If you want to fuck a six footer, that's fine by me. That kind of happened with someone. Someone can marry a, a tall person. Maybe if you're a woman. So, what's your opinion on it? What what what, what did you say to him? What would you say to that person about all these people that were complaining, saying that it's not good? I think it's in downright funny. I did this. I, I did this stupid post where I I, I was fat to fit and uh, fat to lean and things like that. I said to fat and ugly to fit and ugly and and did. someone actually thought it was funny. And we actually did an interview with her. So, so deep down, it's actually kind of nice that she's not encouraging it, and she probably sees us better than what we see ourselves. So, but in the end, no one will. There will be people that will in your life that will try to help you see the light and it's important to challenge all those negative things that you have about yourself because in the end it doesn't help anything it doesn't this is directed at, this is directed to Corey. i have a question you stated that you actually relapsed and i'm just curious like why are you relapsing like in my opinion straight of mine i wouldn't relapse i would try to take care of myself and that just sounds horrible for someone that has never had an addiction. But I know you watch this video, so if you continue to watch this and finish it through, Corey, I wanna get your personal experience, advice, and just your reasoning on why you relapse. 
and I know you don't you mean well but in the end I can never understand it because I've never wanted to turn to addiction. Yeah. I might have a porn addiction, but it's yeah, healthier porn. than than uh, alcohol you know or drug they, addiction. You know what they say? They think por porn still destroys marriages and lives. That it still gets that dopamine fix. So in a way, maybe it's not good to have any addiction. I mean, I tried. I looked up like this nofap journey where uh, people have stopped masturbating, especially stopped looking at porn. That's hard. I tell you, that's hard when you just want to just jack off. But I think it makes you sleep. I think it makes you sleep better. But yeah, it's degrading to to woman. Uh, sometimes women are are. Well, why are why there why are some women thoughts and and there's yep. guys that are are what are, what's the word simping? Simping. What does that even mean? That they simp for a woman. That they do anything for a woman, no matter even if they treat them like shit. Wow. Anyway, I feel like addiction is not good either or. I, although I feel like if you do math, it's better to have a porn addiction. That's probably horrible advice. Remember I said that in my borderline video to my ex, but in the end, it's just not good to have any addiction. If it's best to keep it under control because in the end it can destroy marriages. Porn can. It's degrading to woman. It's a for-profit industry and you can get in, caught in bad shit. Granted, I think there's levels of what's kind of good, but... In the end, people do what makes them feel good, but in the end, sometimes that feeling good is not always the best option. It's it's better to have a balance, you guys. So take care of yourself. Uh, hope you guys are doing well. We're doing a lot better. We're looking stylish today because we're interviewing this uh, Korean adoptee that did a lot a lot of nonprofit. He is in the military, and I'm really excited to interview him. So, and we're going to the Hoban restaurant. Thanks, Mrs. Kim, to allowing us to use their restaurant. And we're going to order some food and have a good time and have a good interview. So that's why we're in good clothes, looking at all mafioso. So is there anything that you want to address? No, guys, I think that's it. So please like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell button if you're interested in future videos. This is a positive video, you guys. We will try to keep the mean sense of humor on ourselves low because it's... Because we also inspire people to think better about themselves. And in reality, it doesn't matter what situation or condition you're at now. If you can actually think it and imagine it, it's always the power of thought. And if you could, even though it takes time to, to motivation is really hard. And it, it, it kind of takes that first step. But everyone has that first step. And remember, if you yeah. want to take that first step, you got to do Some, it within. You got to do it with intention, just not like mindless. Yep. It, it's second nature, and eventually it will become second nature. So you got to make I don't it know. a habit. According to Doctor K, he says that there's there's never a first step. You just you just do it. You just do it. But and you think it's it's not about just doing it because people that are motivated necessarily aren't always. Uh, doing it and, and it's it's about the thought process so if you can learn to empower your mind do not see yourself let go of all the things that you thought about yourself like i'm not bipolar i don't have depression i'm not disabled i don't i'm don't have a i'm not a drug addict that could really help you if you just learn to think like that because in the end i think it'd be helpful to accept things versus try to deny it but well that's true so it's learn to accept it but you can't just revel in it don't you think it's good to challenge those you beliefs? can't say why is me or say i'm bipolar so i want to give up or 
there's no hope for me. That's just won't help what Dr. K said after he cried and then like snot all over his face. You gotta fight, you guys. You can't do it alone. You shouldn't be alone. I think it's just selfish for you if you do things your own. If you're in pain, why the hell keep it to yourself? It's just logic. Some people are too scared and some people won't understand, but again, we're just trying to inspire and, and start dialogue. Right? So there's a thing that he said, a part of me dies with you if you commit suicide, which is true. So I'm reaching out to an audience member. If you hear my voice, I just want you guys to know a part of me will die. Maybe I don't know you personally, maybe you never reach out to me, but I know a part of me will die because I do think about the lot of you that are suffering right now with suicidal ideations, bipolar, disabilities, things like that. So anyways, take care, have a good one. This is Colin Travis signing off, bye. Take care of you guys, everybody.